You're listening to Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, a podcast all about pop culture that these brilliant ladies enjoy. So, heat up your kettles. It's tea time. Hello, everyone. I'm Katie. And I'm Chelsea. And you are listening to Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, a proud member of the geek to geek Media Network. And on this week's episode, we will be discussing two of my personal favorite movies, uh, the John Wick and John Wick Chapter 2, because John Wick Chapter 3 Parabellum is coming out next week in theaters. And I love Keanu. Yes. Uh, but before we get into that, it's been a while, because like I haven't been here. And then I wasn't there before. That's true. Um, so what have you been doing? Well, seeing a lot of movies, basically. Uh, so obviously, like, you didn't hear this uh, unless you listened to the podcast last week. But I went and saw, like, Avengers again. And then I listened. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> didn't you ask Eamon? He said some really mean things to me at the end of the podcast. <laughs> and I sent him a bunch of messages. Oh, no, he didn't tell me. <laughs> I heard, No, I heard like nothing. For, so I was like, I'm not sure she listened, but it's fine. It's fine. You talk to the important one in this couple and, and cherish. <laughs> he was being mean to me. So I sent him, uh, why are you rude? <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're like, hey, this is my podcast. <laughs> why are you being like this? exactly no your guys's episode last week was was pretty good i really enjoyed it well, well thank you you're welcome you guys are such a married couple sometimes you guys were like bantering which was like hilarious i know i <laughs> we can't help it <laughs> it's like if you want an insight into chelsea and eamon's marriage just listen to last week's episode honestly i can't tell you how many times like we've had very similar discussions like that so it was it was i mean we could have just recorded two hours of our life and thrown it on the podcast and it'd been the same, but yeah, no, that was a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, movies, movies. I saw, I also saw the curse of La Llorona, uh, not because I wanted to, cause I definitely did not. <laughs> <laughs> That's a scary movie. I know. I, well, I mean, it was and it wasn't, um, I'm not into scary movies at all. It's not my genre. Uh, like the only one I like genuinely want to see is, well, I saw it obviously already, but like the sequel, like that, that I'm interested in, but literally like no other scary movie appeals to me. It's just not my genre, but all of my coworkers wanted to see it and Eamon really wanted to see it. And it like the way it was is like, everyone was going to see it separately and it didn't really make sense. Like, I can't explain it, but like two of my coworkers didn't feel comfortable just going together, the two of them. <laughs> and then obviously Eamon really wanted to see it. So I was like, all right, guys, should we all go see it? That And then, yeah. <laughs> Awkward. So, so I got forced to see this movie. No, I'm just kidding. It's really not that bad. Um, Linda Cardellini was really, really good in it. But um it was scary just because, like, I don't know about you, but did you grow up hearing this story of La Llorona? No. Oh, see, I definitely did. So I, I had did not. I had that, like, childhood, like, oh, God, La Llorona. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was it was a little scary for me. But I uh, also saw the movie Long Shot with Charlize Theron and Seth Rogen. And that was really good. Katie, you definitely need to see that. <laughs> That's the movie where she's like running for political office or is in a political office she's running for president yeah so she's secretary of state and she's running for president or at least going to be running for president and she meets up with seth rogan's character who she had known from childhood and they kind of reconnect and he's like there to punch up her speeches because he's a journalist uh Mm -hmm. And kind of make them more like, you know, funny, but also personable because he like has known her since childhood and uh, they fall in love. It's a, it's a rom-com. It's really good. Nice. <laughs> it's really good, Katie. I never in my life thought I would be like, oh, Seth Rogen's cute. <laughs> so then also 
we started watching the show Dead to Me because literally everyone I know is watching it and it was recommended to us on Netflix and we watched the trailer and it looks super good and Linda Cardellini's in it and it just seems to be a great week for her. Um, <laughs> uh, but we really like it. We, we wanted to watch like, well, unintentionally we were going to watch all of it, but then I had to go to work early in the morning. So I had to go to sleep. But we probably could have finished it all in one go. <laughs> nice. <laughs> because it was that good. But it was just getting too late. Uh, but yeah, that's very good. Christina Applegate is also in it. And it's not at all what you expect. Like, it's weird. It's kind of like three genres in one. But one is not like not stronger than the other, if that makes sense. It's very interesting. So, Katie, what have you been doing? <laughs> um, well, I had a nice, lovely vacation, which I appreciate you taking over for to let me go on vacation. Of course, you did the same for um, me. Not that you let me. I was going to go whether you had Yeah. Imagine I was like, cancel your trip. Cancel everything. <laughs> you need to be on this, this podcast. <laughs> no. <laughs> um. No, I had a lot of fun in Portland. It was very, it was very nice to be like somewhere else other than home and work. And I did a lot of stuff. I went to the Japanese garden, which was super beautiful. And I went to Washington Park, which was just outside of the garden. And then I sort of got a little lost (laughs) Kind of. I just kept walking and I was like looking for stuff to like go see. And then I ended up in some random area that I didn't really know where I was. Oh, right. Um, I was very nice. It was a very nice area. Hmm. <laughs> um, but I ended up getting food and then I went to Salt and Straw, the ice cream place. Never heard of it. Is it good? Oh, yeah. So like they have Salt and Straws in L.A. Uh, they have a few of them. But apparently it's an ice cream company that started in Portland and everyone raves about it, and the ice cream is really good. So after I had ice cream, I went back to my hotel and took a nap because I walked, like, five miles and, like, up and down a hill and and stairs and, like, a mountain or something. Um, and just then I <laughs> just, just a mountain. Um, I met up with Steph, one of our listeners, for mm. Marvel Movies Trivia at some random pizza parlor in, like, some random suburb, which was really interesting for my Lyft driver. Who like came to pick me up at my hotel and like drove me out to this like pizza parlor at a, at a in a suburb and he was just like, why why are you going here? And I'm like, first of all, none of your business. Yeah. And second of all, I'm playing trivia. Yeah. None of your business. <laughs> yeah. But it ended up being that like the trivia was super hard, like way harder than I expected it to be. Yikes! Did Steph get any of the stuff or? Um, we were okay. So like we were in a team and like me and her, and then we ended up having like some, some person, her friend's child on our team, which was not appropriate for the name that our team was because we named our team before we had a child on our team. So awkward. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, our team name was having to do with Captain America, and it's a reference to Endgame. So let uh, you guess what that is. Yes, I know what it is. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, but we weren't the only person that was doing, like, a play on words and stuff. So, yeah. But we weren't the last team. So that's great. There was, like, a, a team that called themselves the Hufflepuffs, and they got, like, maybe 10 points oh. <laughs> out of four Aww. rounds. <laughs> yeah. It was just, like really hard like they asked like the hardest question they asked like what was the number that was tattooed on eric's arm in in um oh my god in x-men like magneto and i was like no one's gonna know that no no one got it right yeah if anyone listening knows that let us know yeah, I mean, like, he told us what the number was, and he was like, I was going to give half credit to anybody who got the first three digits, and it was, like, two, one, four, and then, like, three other digits. Oh. And... So it wasn't even, like, a simple number. It was, like, a long number? It was a six-digit number. Because oh it's, God. like, his... Because Eric Magneto, he was in the Holocaust, so it's, like, his... Like, his oh, character was. Oh, oh. So it's his number. Nothing. Um, 
So they wanted you to, like, guess what the number was. And I was like, ain't no one going to get this. So when he said the first three numbers, I was like, hey, I got a two and a four and a one in my number. So (laughs) just not in the order he wanted them in. No. Um, So it was good and funny. And I ate a pizza and drank lots of beer. It was funny because the lady like delivered my medium pizza to the table and she was like, how many plates do you want to share? And I was like, mm-hmm, it's cute that you think this isn't just for me. Cause it is only for me. And I was like, I will use yes. the pie, the pie tin thing that the pie, that the pizza came on the pizza tin as my plate. Yeah. Of course. I ate like five of the eight slices all on my own. <sighs> Yummy. It was a delicious pizza. So shout out to Schmitza's pizza. For having delicious pizza. That's a good name. Yeah. Um, And then, let's see, uh, Steph took a half day on Friday, and we drove out to a waterfall, uh, a pretty famous one, and it was really beautiful. And we, like, climbed up to the bridge that's about halfway. Like, it's a pretty decent walk up a hill. Yeah. Well, a path that's kind of up a hill. Um, Took some photos. And then we met up with Troidal Power and his wife at a bar in... In downtown, and it was super fun, and we got to talk and hang out and talk about nerd stuff and be cool and whatever, and it was very, very fun. Cool. Nice. So I drank lots of coffee, and I drank lots of tea, actually. I had delicious matcha and some oolong tea at two different places, and then I had the fanciest cup of coffee I've ever had. Yes. At a place called The Fresh Pot. So, and then I flew home. And, you know, I didn't, I didn't do anything. <laughs> no, I didn't. That's a lie. No, I went nothing, to the BTS nothing. concert. <laughs> <laughs> I went to the BTS concert and it was everything and more that I could have imagined. Aww. It was, there was people on my plane from Portland flying down to LA for the concert. Oh, that's so cool. Because those two concerts on Saturday and Sunday were the two, the only two on the West Coast. So anybody that wanted to go to those concerts had to fly down to L.A. Yes, Or drive. So I got to the venue around like 2 o'clock. The concert was at 7.30 and doors were at 5.30. Because like I wanted to buy merchandise and I had nothing else to do on Sunday. So. Why not? I waited in line for two hours. Two hours for merchandise. Yeah. That's a long time. But I mean, it looked like fun from what you were telling me and everything. Oh, yeah, it was great. I met this really awesome girl in line. I don't know what her name is because I never asked like a bad person. (laughs) (laughs) Um, She was from Singapore who was in Portland on business. Oh. And flew down two hours after I did. So she was on a plane two hours after me flying down from Portland to come to the concert because she said she couldn't get tickets to the Singapore one and couldn't get tickets to another concert that was over there too. Gotcha. So she got one for the, for the fifth May 5th and was like, I'm going to be in Portland. So she just like flew down for the show. That's so cool. And we had a great time. She was, she and I were in the merch line together for the two hours and her bias is Jen. So we had lots to talk about. I'm sure. And (laughs) We were talking about other bands we liked, and I told her I was seeing Vix. I was seeing, not Vix, but Ravi from Vix yeah. in a couple weeks. And she was, and I was like, yeah, I was like, it's going to be really great, you know, because we're probably going to see that. She's like, you mean the abs? And I was like, yes, the abs. Yes, the abs. <laughs> and we both started laughing. I was like, we both know what we're talking about here. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, it was an absolute nightmare to try to get in the venue because there was a massive line that never ended oh. to, like, get in. And so me and this, like, small group of people were sort of wandering around following the queue for, like, almost 20 minutes trying to find the end. And all of us were like, where the hell does this line end? Where does it end? No kidding. (laughs) So we, like, found what looked like the end of the line and just got in it and then followed the line. And then at some point, this massive group of people walked through the center of our line and our line got lost. Oh, my God. (laughs) We didn't know where to go because it was either forward or to the right. And, like, the two girls that I had been walking around with are the ones at the front who got lost, basically. Yeah. And they were like, we we don't know where to go. We don't know where to go. And we're like, go to the right. And we so, like, we joined this line that was going to the right. And it ended up being the best choice because we went up and around and got in, like, in 10 minutes oh, after good. that. But, like, at some point, another line merged with our line. Yeah. And we were like, where did you come? Whatever. Just 
just get in the line. We're all going to the same place. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then the, the group of girls that ended up in front of me were like, are you guys hungry? We have all this food that we have to throw away because they won't let us bring it in. Anybody want to chug a Mountain Dew? So they're just like passing food out like in the queue. Oh, how nice. <laughs> yeah, everybody was like super, super nice. Like everyone was super chill and really nice and just there to have a good time. And like I sat next to two girls that were like, they're by themselves too. Oh, nice. So like uh, I had to have somebody help me with my light stick because I'm incompetent. Oh, <laughs> you're like, I'm new. This is my first one. <laughs> well, like I synced my light stick right to the Bluetooth or whatever. But apparently after you do that, you just have to turn it on to like the on position. Oh. And mine was stuck in Bluetooth. Like was it just a Bluetooth? I was like, why is everybody doing something different than mine? And she was like, you have to turn it on. I was like, oh. Oh, I'm an idiot. <laughs> Thank you. I'm an idiot. It's fine. I would do um, the same thing. I'm not going to lie. Dude, I was so afraid to be that one person whose light stick wasn't synced. Yeah. So it's like just stays white the whole time while everybody else's is changing color. Because there was a girl in front of us whose light stick wouldn't sync to her app. Oh, no. And I was like, and the app kept crashing. Like, you can use anybody's phone to, like, sync oh. your light stick. Yeah. Um, but like, I couldn't get the app to work on my phone. I had to turn my phone off and turn it back on just to get mine to work, to be able to sync my own. Oh no. <laughs> it was a nightmare, but like they came out, it was beautiful. I cried during epiphany and then I cried again during the truth untold. Oh my God. And I cried so much. I was going to say. Screamed and sang and like... <laughs> And then when they came out and did their, like, little speeches that they do during army time and, like, were saying all these, like, beautiful, wonderful things and freaking Jimin made me cry again because he was, like, you – because he, like – usually they talk in Korean, but, like, Jimin talked in English and he was, like – he spoke the first part in Korean and then he was, like – you are the reason that I'm here. You are the reason that I exist. And he's, like, saying all these nice things and we're, like, crying again. And then friggin' RM had to just go and say the things he said and just destroy everybody. I'm so sorry. My man is so eloquent. <laughs> he was, like, when the camera focused in on him, the whole place just erupted in screams and cheers to the point where, like, he couldn't talk for at least a minute. He's like, hey. And he, <laughs> well, he, like... He looked like he was going to cry. Uh. And he was like, he goes, I, I don't know what to say is what he said. And then he like said this th- stuff about saying like that we've been called a bunch of different things. You've been called a bunch of different things. He was like, but we're just BTS. You're just army and you're BTS and we're your army. And I was like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> more tears. And then they sing Miko, uh, microcosmos. And it was beautiful, beautiful, and made me cry more. And yes. then at the end, as they were like leaving, Jimin started crying, and oh, I was crying again because he just got so overwhelmed by everything because it was such a big thing for them. Like the show was giant, like, yeah. like. <laughs> Jungkook flew on like a helicopter zipline thing and Jimin rose up out of like a snow globe when he sang Serendipity mm-hmm. and like everything was just massive and big and they had a huge fireworks display that I heard saw a tweet that somebody said that the reason they did such a big display at the end was to make their goodbye less heartbreaking and I was oh. like don't talk to me <laughs> I was going to say, if anything, like, I watched the video, like, someone obviously was dead center front row. Yeah. And I watched their YouTube video of it. And I just watching them sing that last song and then the fireworks show, I cried. And I'm sitting here at home, so I can't even imagine being there in person. I, everyone was crying. And, like, what was really funny, so, like, when Jin was singing Epiphany, the whole audience was, like, singing with him. And there were these two moms, like, older ladies sitting behind me that had come to the concert together. So, like, they didn't have any of their kids with them. It was just the moms. These two older ladies. And they were like, yeah, ARMY, singing, you sound beautiful. And I was like, stop it, you're (laughs) killing me. (laughs) 
<laughs> their so army's great. hype woman. Yeah, that's it, army, sing it. <laughs> that's basically what they were saying. These ladies were amazing. So amazing. Like, everyone was so great. And, like, the girl next to me was a huge RM stan. And Suga. And she would lose it every time either one of them would sing. And she was the kind of person that was, like, screaming, singing lyrics. I, I think I can hear her on your voice. <laughs> or sorry, I oh, yeah. hear her on your video, sorry. Oh, yeah. Because there were certain times where I was like, girl, can you chill, like, for, like, a second? <laughs> like, I'm trying no. to record this. You could definitely was- hear it on your videos. I was like, oh, someone's enthusiastic. <laughs> I knew it wasn't you. No, it was not me. No. Because I try to stay silent during my videos so that yep. no one has to hear my horrible voice singing. Um, but yeah, was it the girl next to me? I let her borrow my phone charger and then her phone died and then she needed to use my phone to call her mom. Oh, no. <laughs> it, it, was a, it was a mess. It was... <laughs> It was a great, great, great show. Oh, so and we did cool. like a light wave. There was like a point where there was nothing really going on for about five minutes. So yeah. we ended up doing like a army bomb light wave for about five minutes. Because we had to do something to entertain ourselves. And I'm pretty sure yeah. the person that started that was Steven, the guy who runs Choice Music LA. Oh, cool. Because pre- he was there too at that concert. He was about three sections over from me. Yeah. On my side. Cool. So, Yeah. I was talking to him at Choice when I went there earlier this week. <laughs> I was like, hey, I saw you were at the concert. He goes, yeah, it was really great. And I was like, I cried. Me too. <laughs> I don't know if he cried, but we were all crying. <laughs> Anyways, <clears throat> moving on from my BTS, like, check out my Instagram if you want to see the videos. There's a bunch there. <laughs> Just Thank in you. case you were dying to see the BTS concert from my perspective. Anyways, so don't forget to head over to geek2geekmedia.com to check out the latest episodes of the Geek2Geek podcast and Geektitude. And don't forget to subscribe to Capsule J and Troidal Power's Twitch streams so you don't miss out when they stream their favorite games and talk about stuff. And keep listening now to hear a promo from all the shows on the network. Hey, geeks. This is Capsule J. I'm a streamer on the Geek2Geek Media Network. If you like discovering new games and chatting with cool nerdy folks, be sure to check out my channel on Twitch. You can find it at twitch.tv slash capsulej. That's C-A-P-S-U-L-E-J-A-Y. I stream a blend of indies, retro games, and RPGs most Tuesday nights from 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern, and occasionally on Thursdays and weekends. Hope to see you then. I'm Void. And I'm Beach. And together, we're the geek to geek podcast Well, we make it. It is kind of us, but I guess it's separate. Every week, we pick a topic from geek or digital culture and chat about it for a while. And you're invited. We talk about books and movies, games, comics, the internet. Or really whatever we feel like. Yeah, that too. So look for the geek to geek podcast on iTunes. Or wherever your podcasts are sold. Or downloaded. Or whatever. Hello friends, this is Troidal Power inviting you to join me over on Twitch most weeknights sometime after dinner. Video games have always been a social hobby for me, with friends and family crammed together on a couch chatting away while someone holds the controller. And thanks to the power of the internet, I've got my own virtual couch over on Twitch where you can kick back and goof off while I play games. Find me on Twitch by searching Troidal Power, that's T-R-O-Y-T-L-E Power, to snag a spot on the couch. Hi, my name is Joe Hogan, and I'm a geek. And if you're currently listening to this, there's a good chance you're a geek, too. So check out my podcast, Geektitude. Each week, I talk with somebody about their geek aptitude. Sometimes I talk to people in a geeky profession. Sometimes it's someone doing something really cool with their geekiness. Often it's another geeky podcaster. But it's always someone who wants to share their inner geek. So join me each week as we come together to geek out about all the geeky stuff we love. And remember, this week... Keep it geek. And we're back. So once again, on this week's episode, we will be discussing John Wick Chapter 1 and 2, which are Keanu Reeves' masterpieces, in my opinion, because he's amazing in these movies. (laughs) I love Keanu Reeves, guys. My level of BTS love and Keanu Reeves love are about equal. Yes. So... Basically, what we're going to be doing is just kind of talking about each of the movies, the first and the second one, and then I'll just give a little quick rundown of what the third one is going to be because it's coming out next week. Well, 
technically this week, because this podcast comes out on Monday of the week, that the movie's coming out. True. So, John Wick, number one, uh, came out in 2014. It has an 87% on Rotten Tomatoes. And it stars, obviously, Keanu Reeves, um, Michael Naquivist, uh, Alfie Allen, Adrian Pollock, Pollecki. I'm really bad at pronouncing names, guys. Oh, uh, Dean Winters, Ian McShane, John Leguizamo, and William Defoe. And this movie was directed by Chad Stileski and David, I think it's Lich. And then the screenplay is by Derek Kolstad. So the two directors are actually f- stuntmen. Mm-hmm. And originally I had heard that they helped out on The Matrix. And yep. that's how uh, Keanu Reeves knows them. But I was looking at their Wikipedia page and neither one of them said anything about The Matrix. <laughs> so uh, even said even said one of them was like second DP or second Something like was a part of the crew, but also was a stuntman for Keanu. Yeah. So, but they're both like stuntmen who became directors who decided to do this movie. So that's why that's a big part of why all these movies are very heavily like they have a lot of stunt choreography going on and why they're all so like really, really good. Yeah. Um, And fun fact uh, Derek Kolstad, he won. He lives in Pasadena, California, which is hilarious to think about, according to his Wikipedia page. Um, and two, my mom, her boss for this like at home company thing that my mom works for, her boss, that's her brother, <laughs> Derek Kolstad. Oh, cool. And John Wick is based on. Uh, not on their family, but, like, the character of John Wick is named after their grandfather. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I was like, you know, I was like, you know the screen, the screenwriter for, for John Wick? Can I talk to him? Yeah. <laughs> can, can he introduce me to Keanu Reeves? Like, that's honestly <laughs> all I wanted. Yeah, of course. Um, anyways, so the plot of the first movie is legendary assassin John Wick retired from his violent career after marrying the love of his life. Her sudden death leaves John in deep mourning when sadistic mobster Yusuf uh, Tarsoff, played by Alfie Allen, and his thugs steal John's prized car and kill his precious puppy <laughs> named Daisy, which was a last gift from his wife. John unleashes the remorseless killing machine within and seeks vengeance. Meanwhile, Yusuf's father, uh, John's former colleague, puts a huge bounty out on John's head. Now, for those of you who are Game of Thrones fans, uh, Alfie Allen is Theon Greyjoy in Game of Thrones. So immediately when I first saw him, I was like, oh, Theon, I hope whatever happens to him is bad. Because I just at that point, I wasn't a big fan of Theon Greyjoy's character. And now I'm just sad about it because Theon sort of redeemed himself and then Game of Thrones spoilers. Anyways, boop, moving boop, on. Because <laughs> this is not a Game of Thrones podcast. Oh, no, I just, I just don't. You know me. I haven't seen any of it. So it was like you don't have any compute. idea about any of the things I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, no, you spoiled the thing about the guy with the thing. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I have no idea. There's only two episodes of Game of Thrones left, and I can't watch tomorrow, the Sunday's episode, because I'm going to another K-pop concert. Oh, <laughs> Lord help me. Anyways, uh, so Chelsea... <laughs> I do believe that you were first introduced to these first film because of my family, because in my household, we only watch a few things consistently, which is Cops, Law and Order, SVU, Ridiculousness, um, and this movie for whatever reason. Dude, y'all obsessed. Y'all obsessed on this movie. It's actually really weird. No matter what channel, what part it is, it could be the beginning, it could be the middle, it could be near the end. Y'all will sit there and be like, right, John Wicksaw, let's go with this. <laughs> it's, it's just that good. I don't know why, because if it's on a channel somewhere where we can watch it, it's on. 
on TV in my household. Oh, yeah. Not like a new episode or a new movie. No, John Wick's on. We've got to put it on. It's like contractually obligated in your household to <laughs> to watch this movie. But hey, uh, you know, that's that's why I've seen it so many times. But like not all at once altogether. So you've seen this movie, this one particular movie out of order, but you've seen the whole thing at some point. Yeah, if you piece together all the pieces that I've watched, yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's cr- kind of crazy to think of it, how many times you came over and this movie was on. You're like, oh, what do you guys want? John Wick again. Yeah. <laughs> I would literally walk in and be like, oh, what's, oh, okay, got it. <laughs> like instantly would recognize it because it has a very distinct look to it, obviously. Yes. Um, but then also I'd see Keanu and be like, oh, right, John Wick, got it. And, uh... <laughs> And you're like, oh, this I haven't seen this t- part before. Oh, I know. That's true. That's true. I'd be like, oh, this is new. <laughs> there were there was one time I walked in on the exact same scene. I think a couple, like, I think probably more than once, actually. Like, I'd come in, I'd be like, oh, this exact scene. Okay, I'm just destined to see this one scene over and over again. <laughs> I can't even believe just how many times we must have been watching this movie for you to come in and be like, oh, I've seen this like three times. Yes. A lot. <laughs> A lot. Anyways, um, I don't know. This movie is just like, it's very, very good. And Keanu Reeves does all of his own stunts and he trains really hard to be able to do all the things. So there's like this the scenes where he's like driving the car really fast and out on the docks and different things like that, where he like learned how to do that. Yeah. How to drive his car in that fashion. And then all of the maneuvers with the different weapons that he uses, he learned how to do all of that. And he also had like a lot of previous like stunt choreography training and things like that because of like the matrix and Every other movie he's ever done, except for maybe, like, Bill and Ted. Lake House and... On yeah. the oh, Lake yeah. House. Oh, no, except that one shootout scene in Lake House. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't a shootout scene in, no? that, rom- in that romantic drama? I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, no, I definitely remember it. <laughs> maybe it was when he got hit by the car. Yeah. I mean, what? Uh, <laughs> spoilers. spoilers. Anyways, um... So I kind of wrote notes for myself to kind of like talk about stuff. So I don't know what you wanted to talk about. These notes are not very like listed out very well. No, go for it. Go for it. Because you obviously know this movie, obviously, a lot more than I do. (laughs) Surprisingly, I've only seen the first movie like a million times and the second one not as many times. Surprisingly. Just like a half million. Yeah. Just half a million. Yeah. Um... So one of my favorite parts is when, so it's really sad. Like I watch this movie, but I always skip the part where they kill his dog because it's really upsetting. Oh yeah. Jeez. Um, and he, like they stole his car. So he like takes the bus and ends up at this like chop shop that's owned by John Leguizamo's character. And he's like, was it here? Like talking about his car. And he's like, uh, yeah. Because like the scene right before that, when he, when, uh, Yusuf shows up with the with the car. He's like, where'd you get this car? He was like, so what? We stole it. And he was like, get, get that thing out of here. He was like, get that car out of here because he knew exactly who owned it. Yeah. And when uh, Yusuf's father calls like to talk to John Leguizamo and he's like, why did you punch my son in the face? And he goes, he stole, he stole John Wick's car, sir. And the guy just goes, oh, and, like, hangs up the phone. <laughs> and, like, not long after that is, like, not too long after that is when, like, it was either right before when John Wick shows up and then the phone call happens. But he, like, takes a car, goes back to his house, and he, like, starts digging up this, like, chest of, like, the gold coins that he had from his assassin days and all of his weapons, which he had cemented into his basement so we get this scene of, like, John Wick wearing his, basically, like, his pajamas with a sledgehammer, like, going at this cement slab in his basement. And, uh, <laughs> like, 
Yusuf and his dad are kind of having this conversation, and he's like, what's the big deal? And he was like, you have no idea, like, what you've done. And he's like, so what? It's just some guy. And he was like, we killed his dog. I'll take care of it. And he was like, no. He was like, John Wick will come for you. And he goes, who is this guy? And he ca- they call him, my favorite word in this entire movie is Baba Yaga, which is Russian for the boogeyman. That's what it means. <laughs> and they call him Baba Yaga all the time. And nice. he was like, the boogeyman? He goes, no, John Wick's the guy you send to kill the boogeyman. Shoot. Yes. And he's just like, basically, like, Yusuf's dad is just sort of like, it was really nice knowing you. You're probably going to die, my son. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Love you, but you're probably going to die. <laughs> yes. Um, but like, my favorite scene comes, like, one of my favorite scenes comes, like, right after. Because after they have that conversation, they put out a hit on John Wick. And the dad sends, like, 12 or something dudes to John's house to try to kill him. And let's just say that all tw- all 12 of them die. But, oh, yeah. like, it is an insane, amazing, like, fight scene going on because he is just this lethal assassin and he's very, very good at everything that he does, both martial arts and wielding a weapon and using his surroundings and stuff yeah. to help him. And... What I love is after he kills all these dudes, there's, like, all these dead people in his house, there's a knock on, like, a, the doorbell rings, and it's literally a cop. <laughs> and he yes. opens the door, and, like, you can see, like, a dead body in his hallway, and he's, like, uh, when John opens the door, he goes, hey, uh, noise complaint? And the cop's looking at this dead body, and he's, like, noise complaint. Okay. He goes, Hey, John, you, you working again? <laughs> He's like, uh, just ordered, like, just, just taking, just taking care of some business. He goes, oh, okay. And just leaves. <laughs> like, it's no big deal. <laughs> Cause he knows he, he, he's not going to mess with that. <laughs> He just like he's like this is paperwork I don't want to deal with, which means that like this had to have happened more than one time. I'm sure. It's like, what I'm thinking is that, like, he knows that John is a former assassin or something. And so, like, seeing dead bodies in his house was sort of just, like, no big deal. He's like, you working again? Well, that, and he's probably like, I'm not going to mess with him because, of course, I'm going to be dead. Otherwise, like. (laughs) He's like, I don't have time for this business. (laughs) No. Um, but I mean, throughout the movie, it's some really great stunt choreography the entire time. All the fight scenes are really, really good. And what I think is kind of cool about this movie is that there's this sort of like whole group of assassins that have this very strict set of rules to follow. And they have a hotel in the middle of New York called the Continental. And it's sort of like a safe haven for all the assassins to be able to go to. And the rules are that no one, you can't kill anybody on their property. And if you do, you get excommunicated, excommunicado, and they will kill you. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Which is what happens to that one girl's character, uh, Adrian Palicki. Like her, like her character, she's stupid. Yeah. (laughs) Like, she ends up getting getting excommunicadoed and then shot by like eight people all at the same time. And they just sort of leave her in central park and they're like, bye. It's kind of dumb to do it in a hotel that's full of assassins because of course, like all they have to do is make a call. You've got suddenly like a bunch of people (laughs) there to just take you out. What was really funny is that like the, the concierge or whatever called and he was like, we seem to be getting some noise complaints. And he goes, yeah, someone's trying to kill me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, right, right. But I love their, like, how ingrained this entire thing is. Like, they have cleaners that come by, but they don't call them cleaners. Like, when he calls to have the 12 people picked up, he goes, I'd like to make a dinner reservation for 12. Yes. And then, like, some dude with a bunch of people show up and take all the dead bodies and, like, clean up the house so it looks like nothing ever happened there. And then they just yeah. leave. Um, yep. But 
this like whole thing is all about because Yusuf killed his dog and stole his car and John Wick is basically burning everything to the ground <laughs> that the dad has built. Yeah. And let's just spoil. He does catch him. And he was like, it's just a dot. Like he was like, it's just an F it. And it, like shoots him in the face and just keeps walking. Yeah. <laughs> and we're like, next dog. time don't kill somebody's dog. No. But I do like that he gets a new dog at the end, which is really cute because he gets yeah. into this like massive fight scene or whatever with the dad, with the Yusuf's father. And then he wins and has to clean himself up and ends up at a pet shelter. Mm-hmm. And like as he's cleaning himself up, he also rescues the super adorable Pitbull, which is yes. so Pitbull puppy, which is so cute. And he's like, let's go home. And he's like walking with the dog. And I'm like, nah. <laughs> Very cute. It's so cute. Anyways, so that's like the first movie, basically. Yes. Yeah. It's really, really, really good. Um, the second one. Yeah. So John Wick Chapter yeah. 2 came out in 2017, and it has a 89% on Rotten Tomatoes. And this movie stars uh, the beloved Keanu Reeves, Common, Lawrence Fishburne, uh, Ricardo Scaramorio, uh, Ruby Rose, John Leguizamo, and Ian McShane. So Ian McShane's character is the guy who runs the Continental Hotel. That's yeah. who that is. Um, but also, this is a great... This movie, I think, is, like, the first reunion of Keanu Reeves and Lawrence Fishburne since The Matrix. Oh, yeah. Um, this was also... It's directed and the screenplay is by the same people as the first one. So, Makes like, sense. the same people do all three movies. There's no difference between the behind-the-scenes yeah. people. So, this one is about so retired super assassin John Wick's plans to resume a quiet civilian life are cut short when Italian gangster uh, Santonio D'Antonio shows up at his doorstep with a gold marker compelling him to repay past favors. Ordered by Winston, the kingpin of secret assassin society, the Continental, uh, to respect the organization's ancient code, Wick reluctantly accepts the assignment to travel to Rome to take out D'Antonio's sister, the ruthless capo atop the Italian uh, Camona crime syndicate. Some Italian words that I don't know how to pronounce. Anyways, um, at the end of the movie, like, because there was like, at the end of the first one, there was a lot of, I guess, confusion on whether or not John was going to stay as an active assassin because he did say at one point he was like people keep asking me if i'm back and yeah i'm back is what he kept saying um but then i think at the end he just decides he's like i'm too tired for all of this i need to retire like go back to retirement and he also has like a really cute puppy now again and he wants to protect the puppy well i mean Um, i think like obviously he doesn't want to be in this anymore no but the life keeps pulling him back in. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's not that he's like, I'm back, baby. Like, he's like, dang it, I'm back. (laughs) But I don't like it. Yeah. So like the gold marker that I mentioned in the description. So basically what happened is that uh, in the first one, uh, Yusuf's dad sort of explains that, Uh, One day, John came to him and said he wanted out of the life. And he said, okay, but I'm going to give you this list of impossible tasks to complete. And if you can complete them, you can exit, retire, no questions asked, no problem. Because he'd met Helen, the love of his life. And so he wanted to be with her and not put her in danger or himself in danger, right? And so... In order to complete those impossible tasks, he gave out a gold marker, which is kind of like this disc thing that he gave to this guy, Santonio, and to help him complete those tasks. And yeah. basically, like, if you show up with to that person and give them that gold marker, they have to repay whatever favors were promised. Yeah. And because John became unretired, everyone heard about it. 
So the guy was like, well, it's time for me to call in my favor and shows up at his doorstep. And John's like, no, I don't want to do this. And then they blow up his house. Yeah. (laughs) This poor guy can't catch a break. He's just trying to sleep and be burning his house to the ground. Also that poor cop. Like, because he's also, I think he also shows up too. And he's just like, what happened? (laughs) Cop's like, I really need to just stay away from this guy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, that poor guy. Anyways. So, but because he like refused to help him originally, there was a lot of like, no, this is not how our secret assassin society works like Winston, and he's like, you have to, like, abide by this ancient code or whatever we have. Um, You know, if you don't abide by the ancient code, then it's just anarchy, and we don't want that. (laughs) Exactly. Um, So he, like, helps him, but I think, I'm pretty sure, I haven't seen this movie in a little while, because, you know, I'm really bad at, like, you know, prepping for this podcast. It's all right. We're notorious for it. Let's do it. Yeah. Um... I'm pretty sure he kills him, right? Santonio? But he, like, Um, shoots him in the Continental. I can't remember if he kills him or not. It's hard to remember. Like, see, I just remember them by faces, not necessarily by, like, name. Okay. Um, I know know her face, but I don't know her name. Okay, John Cook. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) John Cook. I I know movie, <laughs> but I don't I know, know movie mov- title. <laughs> I know her name. I know movie, but I don't know, I know movie, movie name. name. <laughs> oh my God, Jungkook. Anyways. I'm so sorry. Just always BTS. Always. But I think, um, I think he does. He has to. Yeah, because they get, because they, they're ma- they're basically mad that he like broke the rule, basically. Yeah, okay. so they have this, like, secret bar under the Continental that you have to have a gold coin that they give out to the assassins or whatever. It's like, kind of like, that's our payment for whatever test they complete. They get these gold coins that kind yeah. of fluctuate around between the the assassins. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure he goes into that bar looking for that guy um, for Santonio, and he ends up, like, shooting him in the Continental, which is, like... Like I said in the first one, is like the biggest no-no that you could ever do. Exactly. And also I think because he also didn't complete the task that was assigned to him via the gold marker, too. So not only did he break that code, but he also broke the simplest rule, which is don't don't kill people in the Continental. Exactly. And Winston really likes him. Like... Yeah. Has a lot of respect for John. And so because of that, he actually sort of breaks his own rules and gives him a bit of a head start. Yeah. So he's like, you've been excommunicadoed from this, like, from our group, and everyone's going to come after you, but I'm going to give you an hour head start. Yeah. Is it an hour or 10 minutes? Hour. I can't remember. It's an hour. So, like, gives him an hour head start, and basically, like, it goes out to this like network of operators who just send out this bounty on him that John Wick is it's open season on John Wick basically. Yep. And the movie kind of ends with him running through Central Park with his doggy. Oh. But he's like run limping, so yeah. trying to get away and that sort of just leads into what the third one is about. There it's about go. that whole thing. Um, did you have anything you wanted to say about the second one? Anything additional? Oh, um, no. I think uh, I think it was just uh, interesting how they kind of doubled down the mythology of the assassins and yeah, you know, continue that on. Yeah, and the dog yeah. is great. Dog is so cute. I mean, it's really cool that you sort of get this better understanding of exactly what it means to be part of this group. And, like, because there's so much respect for the organization's code, that breaking the rules is such, like, it's your life. Yeah. It's going to be your life. And, um, like, John's lucky he didn't 
get bounty hunted at the end of the first one because he yeah. does go out of his way to kill Yusuf's dad after he kills William Defoe's character too. So and not in a nice way. He like tortures him and stuff, which is like really awful. Yes. Um, but there's a lot of great stunt choreography also in this movie and a lot oh, yeah. of like just Keanu Reeves is really amazing at just everything he does, basically. Yeah. I mean, this, like, these movies are essentially a love letter to, like, stunt choreography, honestly. <laughs> I mean, probably. They're just, like, really, really good at everything. And they're also just, um, the movies are really dark, too. Yes. And it's this whole, like, underbelly going on. And all these different things kind of happen all at once. And... I don't know. I need to watch the second one again because it's just so good. So good. Okay. So that kind of leads us to where we are for the third movie, which comes out on May 17th. So th- that's Friday, I think. Friday, yeah. Um, I think they're I would doing. so, yeah. Yeah, they're doing like early showings on Thursday if you feel like going. Um, it's called John Wick Chapter 3 Parabellum. And they've been doing a lot of promotional stuff for this. So, like, I kind of signed up for some things to, like, obviously, like, get text alerts and different... Because I'm obsessed with these movies, guys. Yes. Um, But in New York, for the world premiere, they were... They basically built or, like, recreated the Continental Hotel and you could stay there for a night. Oh, cool. And I was super bummed because it was last week. Or is this week? I think it was this week. Um, I think the world premiere was the tenth. So wow. I was super bummed that I couldn't like be there because that'd been so cool to like stay in the Continental. Oh yeah, and just be a part of the whole thing. It would have been so awesome. But unfortunately, I do not live in New York. I live in California, so mm. that's not happening. You took your your vacation in the wrong city. <laughs> That was basically how I felt when I got the text about the Continental. I was like, I've already booked my trip to Portland. (laughs) (laughs) So It's unfortunate. Anyways, so the the cast of this movie is Keanu Reeves, Halle Berry, Lawrence Fishburne, uh, Mark, I think it's Dukakis, uh, Asia Kate Dillon, uh, Lance Riddick, Angelica Houston, and Ian McShane. And then it was directed by the same person who did the second and the first one. And then the screenplay is Derek Kolstad and Chris Collins. So he had a little extra help with this one. And the fancy plot for this final film. I don't know if this is the final one, but we'll find out. Uh, It says, after gunning down a member of the high table, the the shadowy international. I like how they use shadowy. That's hilarious. The shadowy (laughs) international assassins guild. Legendary hitman John Wick finds himself stripped of the organization's protection, protective services. Now stuck with a $14 million bounty on his head, Wick must fight his way through the streets of New York as he becomes the target of the world's most ruthless killers. So every single assassin that's a part of this organization is after him. Which is all in the same crazy. city. Um, have you watched the trailer for no. this movie? Oh, wait. Yes, but like not like I think I watched the teaser trailer. Okay. Yeah. Um, they're going even more ridiculous from what I have seen in just in the trailers. Like it looks so good. So they're going to be doing like so many different like more stunt choreography and more complicated stuff. There's a point where he's being chased by hitmen on motorcycles and he's riding a horse with like a samurai sword. Oh, yes. I saw that. That was dope. Like (laughs) (laughs) almost like, hey, Keanu, can you ride a horse? Yeah. Can you wield a samurai sword? Yeah. Okay. We're going to put this in this movie. Yes. But, you know, it's going to be on the streets of New York and you're going to be riding a horse and it's no big deal. And then people are going to be chasing you while riding motorcycles. Also no big deal. Yeah. Super chill. What kind of movie is this? (laughs) (laughs) They're basically, I feel like there's like, we're just going to like show out, show off how super cool these stunts can get. And let's just keep going like bigger and bigger. Why not? I mean, honestly, like if he can still do all that stuff why not yeah like 
Keanu Reeves is 54 years old, he still looks exactly the same that he always has because Keanu Reeves is secretly a vampire along with a couple other Mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like Paul Rudd. (laughs) Because Paul Rudd just turned 50, but he also looks like he did in in Clueless. So don't at me about that because it's true. It's definitely true. Um, But anyways, I'm very excited to see this movie. I think I'm going to try to see it on Thursday if I can. Um, I do not know when it comes out for you, though. Oh, yeah. I think it comes out this week for us as well. Okay, cool. Cool. I hope you get to see it. Yeah. Because it's going to be great. And Keanu Reeves is just an amazing actor. And he does a really great job all the time on everything he does. It doesn't matter. You know, sitting on a park bench by himself, looking sad while eating a sandwich. He does that well. Missing his flight and taking a road trip with people. Oh, my God. Yeah, he did do that. <laughs> oh, my God. Or not, he didn't uh, miss his flight, but his flight got delayed, I guess, is what it was. And he just, like, took a road trip with random people. Yeah. And we're just like, yeah, we're just going, going to carpool and take a drive. And he's like, yeah, sure. Cool, bro. <laughs> Why is Keanu Reeves so amazing? I just, like, would love to follow him around and see the stuff he gets up to. Uh, there's that video of him giving up his seat on the subway because he doesn't drive. Yeah. Keanu doesn't. He doesn't do it because there are a lot of sad things in his life that happened. Mm-hmm. Poor guy. He's been through so much. It's interesting, though, like how, like, obviously we know we know the reason why he won't drive. But, like, he'll do stunt choreography, like really dangerous stunt choreography. But he's like, but I'm not going to drive. Obviously, like, it's not for danger reasons. It's for personal reasons. But it's interesting. I think maybe it's different when you do stunt choreography in a car on a film because it's on a closed set, right? In a very controlled environment. But, I mean, obviously, like, bad things can go wrong. But I think maybe it has a lot along the lines to do with, like, he wouldn't hurt anybody else. And maybe that's part of why and he has like control over what's happening for him and the other people around him controlling what they're doing and the hardest part about driving a car is you have zero control over what everyone else is doing exactly yeah so that's the hardest part so maybe it's part of that i mean like we're just speculating here we have no idea what's going on in keanu reeves's brain yeah no (laughs) but it's interesting uh, uh, but yeah, I'm I'm very excited to see how well this movie does. So far, the reviews are very good that I've like I just googled. I didn't read any of the reviews because I want to be surprised. But of course. Uh, based on just headlines I saw, is that it has a near perfect score on Rotten Tomatoes. The reviews have been really great, so I'm anticipating this film to be like I got high expectations. That's always a good thing. <laughs> I mean, it could be bad. I mean, but it's Keanu Reeves. So, like, oh. honestly, anything he's in, I'd see. I, mean, I was going to say, honest. I think you'll like it regardless. Oh, yeah. If he comes on screen, I'm like, Ugh, already my favorite movie. <laughs> Instant classic. <laughs> Instant classic. Instant classic. I just, I love Keanu Reeves. And so does my sister. So just a deep, deep love for that man. Um. Uh, before we wrap this up, fun funny thing is my dad was trying to tell us a story about Keanu Reeves, but he kept calling him Canoe, and we're like, who the hell is that? <laughs> He's like, you know, Canoe, Canoe Reeves, and we're like, you mean Keanu? <laughs> yeah, and we're like, Dad, come on. <laughs> Get it together. For someone who has seen John Wick probably a bazillion times, he should know his name. <laughs> We're talking about the same person who cannot pronounce wolf. Okay. My dad can't pronounce wolf. He says a wolf. And we're like, a what? A what? So it's not the wolf man. It's the The wolf man. man. (laughs) Just wanted to throw that in at the end. Love it. Love it. I shouldn't make fun of my dad. Actually, yeah, I can. It's really funny. Anyways. So I think that's a good place to wrap up this week's episode of Tea Time. The show notes for this episode and all of our other episodes are available on our website, teatimewithkc.com. 
Feel free to reach out to us via Twitter or Instagram by using the handle at Tea Time with KC. You can also chat us up on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Tea Time with KC. Also, if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for future episodes, feel free to email us at teawithkc at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your podcasts. And lastly, don't forget to check out the other podcasts on the geek to geek Media Network by visiting geek to geekmediacom The Twitch stream subscription links for Capsule J and Troidal Power will be included in our show notes, and you can also chat with us in real time by joining our Slack workspace or our Discord server. Invite links to those will be included in our show notes. And until next time, bye. Thank you for listening. Join us next time for another cup of tea.